Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. On this broadcast, Shaladio teaches God's Word on soul ties and other relationship issues affecting the believer. Listen and be blessed. Hello, you're welcome to day 25 of our series on prayer and fasting. And we're going to be rounding up today on uh, this segment that we have titled um, The Word Factor. The Word Factor. Um, our prayer point for today, day 15 of the 21 day fast, is um, Lord, during this fast, give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and open the eyes of my understanding. And the scripture for that is in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Um, I would say that by far this is very, very important, extremely important uh, in what we're doing in the season of uh, prayer and fasting, that we put ourselves in a place where we are able to pray and receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation where God grants us uh, insight into his word and it is this insight into his word that will bring a revolution in our outward lives so it's very important so as we pray just keep asking God for an outpouring of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him in Jesus name amen uh, we started our series on uh, day one by saying that uh, prophetic utterances or scriptures and promises of God require a fight of faith. And yeah, we dealt with that topic as a segment in days from days one to five. Then from day six to ten, we looked at our personal call to prayer and fasting, the signals that you can perceive in, in your spirit and in your emotions that you are being called into a season of prayer and fasting then days 11 to 15 we looked at the subject of praying in tongues and the baptism of the holy spirit the baptism of the holy spirit i'm speaking in tongues is for every believer jesus said that these signs shall follow them that believe not them that are special not them that are gifted not them that are specially called not them that are specially selected it says these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues then days 16 to 20 we spoke about the god appointed fast there is a kind of fast that god responds to and you'll find a description of that fast in isaiah chapter 58 and then uh we started on the word factor days 21 to today day 25 and the word factor is very crucial very important and you cannot use prayer and fasting to replace the word of God in your life. And prayer and fasting really is supposed to help you in your reception and consumption of the word of God into your spirit. So it's very important. Don't go into a fast without a proper word program as in a word intake program how you are going to receive the word in fact there are some times in the past 
many years back that I would go on a word fast. Now, when I say word fast, that's that's I'll go on a fast, but on that fast, that fast is for the purpose of taking in the word into my spirit, not for the purpose of you know asking God for something, banging God give me, God give me. No, 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 no. It was just for the purpose of receiving the word of God into my system. So, I mean, you can you know like. Uh, I wouldn't say play around. You can, uh, uh, should I say, um, you can exploit uh, those opportunities um, as well. Like there are times where you just go on a fast and you just want to feed on the word. Just want to feed on the word. You just want to feed on the word and nothing else. You just want to cut everything out, shut the door to everything going on out there, shut the door to all the noise and just feed on the word only while you are not taking in physical food so that that's what i would call a word fast so technically we're all supposed to be on a word fast anytime you're fasting god's word must be coming into you hallelujah so let's go on all right so we're going to start um, today's journey by looking at the book of ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 so today is our wrap up uh, on the word factor so we're going to uh, just uh, be drawing some uh, conclusions on this it says blessed be the god and the father of our lord jesus christ ephesians 1 3 blessed be the god and the father of our lord jesus christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, this scripture uh, is a very key scripture in Christianity. And you see, for me, this scripture is very liberating, you know, extremely liberating to me. It says, God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us, hath blessed us is in past tense. So it's not like, Lord, bless me. It's not like, Lord, will you bless me? Or it's, more, it's not like, um, Lord, will you decide to bless me? Or it's not like, Lord, do I deserve to be blessed? That's not the question here. The issue here is that the Lord has already blessed us, not with some spiritual blessings, so that maybe the ones he did not bless us with will now start asking and begging for it. No. He says, The Lord hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So you see here that we have been blessed with every blessing that we require for our journey on the earth. You see, the way God does his thing, God um, has a lot of foresight and insight and he is never caught by surprise. God is not like you or me that can be caught by surprise. He is never caught by surprise. And you see, before he created Adam and put Adam on the earth, God created all the food, all the food, all the money, all the resources that he would ever need. In fact, not only Adam, but Adam and Eve and all their descendants. He buried everything into the earth before he brought Adam along. Crude oil was under the ground before Adam came. Silver, gold, precious metals were all under the ground before Adam came. Your currency notes that is made out of paper and 
were all buried in the ground before Adam came. Because paper came from trees and the trees were planted before Adam came. You understand? So you see, everything that Adam and Eve and all his descendants, all of us, would ever need on this planet were buried into the earth before Adam was introduced to the earth. So you see, before God introduces you, everything you ever need in your life has already been provided for. Before we were born, because before you and I were born, this scripture was already written. And it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So technically, it is actually wrong for you to ask God to come and bless you. Because the Bible says clearly here in past tense that he hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. But there were people in the Old Testament who asked God, Lord bless me, Lord bless me. Yes, those were Old Testament folks. Jesus had not yet come. But in our own dispensation, we have already been blessed. So how come our outward lives are not fully or even reflecting at all these blessings that are described in Ephesians 1.3 to already be in our possession. It's simply because on the earth today, we are spirit, soul, and body. In the realm of the spirit, we have already been blessed with these blessings. What we are doing in prayer and fasting and believing God is that we are translating these blessings from the spirit realm into physical manifestation we have already been given it is it belongs to us god is not going to change his mind about our blessings but what we have to do is to come to a place where we are receiving instructions we are receiving revelation from his word on how to receive successfully what he has already given but in terms of his willingness will it will he ever give us or not he has already given it to us he is not trying to decide whether we deserve this blessing he has already blessed us and let's go to ephesians 1 16 1 16 uh this was paul now praying in the same book of ephesians for us the believers and this is our prayer he says cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, what is the purpose of this outpouring of the spirit of wisdom and revelation upon us? You find the purpose in verse 18. That the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Essentially, the eyes of our understanding to be opened to see what he has already blessed us with and go to verse 19 and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places so we see here that the our first assignment is for the eyes of our understanding to be opened to see the reality of the things that god has already blessed us with 
in the spirit so that is very important very very important fasting and prayer is not for you to beg god to see whether he will bless you or not no you have already been blessed the blessings already belong to you but you need to pray in the spirit and ask god for an outpouring of the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that the eyes of your understanding can see what he has already blessed us with and then if we turn over very quickly to isaiah chapter 58 verses 13 and 14 and this will show us how to appropriate these blessings how to translate these blessings from the spirit realm into our physical possession it says if thou turn away thy food from the sabbath that's you know like from despising the sabbath and sabbath really technically is the rest of god the rest of god that you labor into from doing thy pleasure on my holy day and call the sabbath a delight the holy of the lord honorable and shall honor him not doing thine own ways nor finding thine own pleasure so you see not finding doing their own ways finding their own pleasure that is taking care of care of through fasting and then he says nor speaking thine own words so you see in the place of prayer and fasting we are not supposed to speak our own words when i mean our own words i mean the words of negativity that we've been constantly speaking before now but he now says then shall thou so so you see in the place of fasting god is saying that when you honor him and you are not finding you are not doing your own ways but you are doing the ways of jesus you are not finding thy own pleasure but you are crucifying the flesh staying in the place of prayer and fasting and that you are not speaking your own words it means that you are speaking the word of god you are consuming the word of god and speaking the word of god forth the bible says in verse 14 that then shalt thou delight thyself in the lord and i will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage heritage of jacob thy father for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. So you see, as we give ourselves to God's word, as we continue to speak God's words in the prayer, in the place of prayer and fasting, we're going to begin to see movements in our life. The Bible says it will cause us to ride upon the high places of the earth, and it will feed us with the heritage of Jacob, our father. And then Philemon, verse uh, chapter one, verse six says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in christ jesus so you see that the blessings of god are already in you in christ jesus but the way they will become effective in your life is by using your mouth to acknowledge those things acknowledge means to speak them to declare them to confess them on a daily basis and that is how you translate those things that have already been given to you in christ jesus into physical manifestation the word factor is not to be joked with in the place of prayer and fasting thank you and god bless you and see you tomorrow Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. Listen and be blessed.
Hello, uh, this is Pastor Shaladio. You're welcome to prayer and fasting, um, day 26. Prayer and fasting, day 26. Uh, today we're going to be starting um, another uh, segment, and this segment is titled Bible Examples of Fasting and Prayer. So, I want to look through. I want to look through a couple of um, examples uh, in the Bible where. Uh, fasting was done and also draw uh, some very powerful lessons uh, from those um, examples. Today's prayer point, which is um, day 16 of the fast, is um, Lord, during this fast, show me areas of my life in which I have been walking in pride so I can humble myself. And the scriptures uh, for that will be found in James 4 verses 6 to 7. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So we see here that your authority in Christ Jesus over the kingdom of darkness is successfully enforced when you are humble before God. And you submit yourself to God. And so that's why it's important for us to <clears throat> pray this prayer. Very, very important. Very important. There was a man in the Bible who did not humble himself. His name was Nebuchadnezzar. And um, the outcome was not pleasant at all. And there are very many ways in which pride can creep into our lives. Um, you, <clears throat> If you look at yourself and say, I oh, know. There's no area of my life in which I am actually proud. Then you are proud because there is. And seriously, um, there is. And uh, it's very, uh, very important that we uh, don't allow the enemy to creep up uh, on us through this area. So we've, uh, since we started days 1 to 5, I've been for... Uh, looking at prophetic utterances requiring a fight of faith or scriptural promises requiring a fight of faith and then days 6 to 10 personal call to prayer and fasting praying in tongues days 11 to 15 the God appointed fast the kind of fast that God responds to days 16 to 20 then the word factor days 21 to 25 that's the word factor is the most important factor when it comes to prayer and fasting so you don't want to uh, miss out on those broadcasts uh, they're out there on YouTube just look for days 21 to 25 and then today we're starting off with Bible examples of fasting now the first example of Bible fast that we're going to examine which is a very important one is what we call the Chronicles fast now by the way it's not like um these fasts are being labeled just because of the circumstances or the places in the Bible uh, where they happened. So it's not a doctrine. We're not saying that the Chronicles fast is a doctrine. Please don't misquote me. Don't misinterpret me. Don't misunderstand me. But, you know, we're just giving them names, you know, just to make our journey very easy and very simple to understand. So it's... Um, it is, uh, should I say, it is my decision to call this kind of fast by name. You know, I just, I mean, it makes it easier, you know, to digest. But it is not a doctrine. Please don't 
translate it into a doctrine. So what I call the Chronicles fast is in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. This is a very popular reference to prayer and fasting. It says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So you see here, that God was issuing an invitation that people should come to him to seek his face and to pray and to humble themselves and to turn from their wicked ways. So it meant that if even as a Christian, I mean, uh, the new creation expert, new creation realities expert may say that, oh, okay, this does not apply to us. And uh, so we don't need to pray this kind of prayer. Oh, please, we do. Yes, we are new creation men in Christ Jesus, but uh, the expression of this new creation on the inside of us uh, is not complete and is not total. So it means that during the day, we we could be falling short in certain areas because we are still renewing our minds and getting transformed by the word of God. So there are areas in our lives that we need to turn over to God in prayers like this so that he can teach us and show us his word and everything. And then also there are times in your life where, you know, it's very important that we humble ourselves and pray this sort of prayer because there are times in your life where you have received victories and uh, in battles and then after victories that's the most vulnerable time for the saints because what then happens is that the way you used to pray before you stop praying you're happy you're jumping you're excited and you're all over the place and you're beginning to walk in pride and before you know what's happening the enemy has crept up from the from behind again and started doing stuff against you so it is very important that we always always you know come back you know into uh into the cocoon and pray this kind of prayer so that uh, god the holy spirit will search our hearts and uh, reveal to us any wicked ways that we need to repent of so that we can experience healing and if you go to some some 9 verse 12 he says when he maketh inquisition for blood he remembereth them he forgetteth not the cry of the humble. So you see, when you are humble before God, you are crying. It's like a sub. It's like a, an act of submission to God. It's like you're, you're 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 proclaiming your total dependence on God. You're not depending on yourself. You're not depending on your intellect. There are people out there. They depend on themselves. They depend on their abilities. They depend on their mental capacities. But the things that are ahead of us are way, way, way beyond our mental capacities. And then Matthew 23, 12, Jesus himself said, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. So you see that it is a very core part of our Christianity that we must come back to God to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek his face. Now, and also, if you look at it again, to seek his face. Why do we need to seek his face? Remember in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3, between verses 16 and 18, talks about us, you know, being transformed as we behold, as we behold, as we behold his face, as we behold the Lord. So, you see, 
if you don't come to a place where you are humbling yourselves and you are praying and you are seeking his face how are you going to behold his face when you don't even seek his face at all when you cannot even see his face so it's it is a very core part of our christianity and very important let's go to exodus chapter 10 uh, verse 3 now we will see the word humble here again it says and moses and aaron came in unto pharaoh and said unto him thus saith the lord god of the hebrews how long will thou refuse to humble thyself before me let my people go that they may serve me so you see here you know that it is a core part of our christianity that we must humble ourselves before god it is not god humbling us but it is us making a decision to humble ourselves before god so that he can exalt us then if you go to james chapter 4 verse 7 this is in the new testament now so just in case you saying that hey, yeah that's the old testament nah, 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 nah. james 4 7 he says submit yourselves therefore to god resist the devil and he will flee from you so you see that if you don't humble yourself before god and submit yourself before god then satan is not going to respond to your resistance and he will stand strong against your resistance then verse 8 draw nigh to god and he will draw nigh to you Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So we see here that if you... If you, if, you, if you are feeling in your life that something is not right, something is not working properly, it is definitely a time for you to seek God's face and humble yourself in the sight of the Lord so that you can experience a lifting up. Now, let's look at another example of someone who humbled himself in the sight of God. And this was a very, very wicked person. If you are talking about the one of the most non-deserving people, of God's blessings. It was a guy called Ahab. And let's read this story here. First Kings 21 verse 25. But there was none like unto Ahab. You see, none like unto Ahab. Which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord. Whom Jezebel his wife stirred up. And he did very abominably in following idols. I mean, that was a no-go area. If you are doing stuff with God. According to all things as did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. And it came to pass, when Ahab heard those words, that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted. Did you see that? He fasted. He, you know, starved himself of food and lay in sackcloth and went softly. First, then uh, verse 28, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbai. So you see, God spoke after he decided to fast and to humble himself verse 29 seest thou how ahab humble himself before me because he humbleth himself before me i will not bring the evil in his days but in his son's days will i bring the evil upon his house so we see here that i mean this guy would have had i mean would have had his backside terribly beaten but because he humbled himself before God, the most wicked person in that era humbled himself before God and fasted. God decided to skip him, uh, as in to like you know postpone the implementation of that evil that he deserved. So you see, the key words there was that he fasted and God said he humbleth. So when you fast and pray, 
according i mean the way is done in isaiah 58 god is saying that you are humbling yourself before him i mean if even you two know now that your mood changes you know when you don't eat and you go to work you are more withdrawn you are more it's like there's nothing as humbling as hunger seriously when you are hungry you are humble hallelujah so it's very i mean it's a very key part of our christianity i mean humble yourself you know before god in you know humble yourself and make sure that during this time of prayer and fasting you pray in tongues and then you ask god all over again that lord show me areas of my life in which i need to humble myself it could be the way you address people on the streets it could be the way you talk to people it could be the way you so those all those areas niggly areas the lord will begin to show you the holy spirit will begin to show you i mean it could be those areas where okay because uh, money has entered your hands uh today then there'll be no prayer tomorrow now that is pride seriously that is pride because before that money came your eyes are on god your eyes are on the word you are confessing god's word you are worshiping god and then you know and then all of a sudden some blessing has come and you just uh abandon stuff and you abandon everything spiritual that you're doing until you meet uh with another roadblock again and then you begin to ask yourself where did uh well what has happened here where, where did things go wrong so it is very important that you constantly constantly declare a fast and to pray and to humble yourself before the mighty hand of god and it is a time where you pull away you know from the outside you pull away from the noise that is outside so that god can begin to teach you through his word he can begin to show you things in his word that you did not know before it is only when we are humble that we can actually learn new things from god but if we are not humble then we have that attitude that we know and you see the spirit of god will not strive with you so once you have that mental block that you are okay that you are no that you are perfect that you are cool the holy spirit will not invade your space so it is very important that we come you know before god to humble ourselves and to ask the lord where did we go wrong where have we gone wrong show us something that we are doing today that could you know make things go wrong something that we are saying something that we are doing and a wrong attitude you know mindset that we have towards the things of god towards god himself towards people towards the you know all those you know sort of things so it is very important very important that we spend time humbling ourselves before god so i'll see you guys tomorrow for day 27 god bless you and have a great day Thanks for listening to this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sholadio. To learn more about Soul Ties on Twitter, please follow our Sholadio and our Soul Ties tweets. You can also visit www.breakingsoulties.com to read up on Soul Ties. To contact Sholadio, please send an email to breakingsoulties at charisministries.org. That is K-A-R-I-S ministries.org 
You can also chat with him on BBM by using the following pin 52C7F3CD. I repeat, 52C7F3CD. We have come to the end of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sean Adio. See you again same time next week. Jesus is Lord.